everyone, and we are live. Welcome back to Talk It Up. Today's guest back in the building, second time around, Abby. Hold on, I got your last name ready. Oh, hold on, let's start over. Let's go. Abby Varcarcel. Oh, oh, did I get close it? Close enough, close enough, close enough. Varcarcel. Varcarcel. Yes, sir. Oh, there you go. Jesus. There you go. There you go. <laughs> How you been, my guy? I've been good, man. Thanks for having me back. Of course, man. It's your yeah. first time in the new studio. The yeah. last time we did an episode was in the old house in yep. the old studio. Yep. 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 What do you think, man? It looks awesome, dude. I yeah. got to tell you, you guys like stepped up. Uh, freaking technology looks great. Background looks great. You guys doing good, pretty good. Or I like how you, you say guys, you guys. You guys. I mean, it's just you. <laughs> me and my uh, <laughs> other uh, self. You, my, yeah. me. What is it, that movie? You, me, and myself. Me, myself, me, and I. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> it's me, myself, and Will. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think we're allowed to talk about that movie anymore. Oh, that's right. Because of racial tensions, you know? Was it? Yeah. I remember uh, Jim Carrey had three black sons. Because the girl cheated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Did you forget about that? <laughs> yes. Dude, sometimes I watch yeah, old yeah. movies or shows, and I'm like, this you can't. Th- this wouldn't be a thing anymore. Right. Like you can right. no longer talk yeah. about this. <laughs> or even like old stand-up comedies. I listen to it, and I'm there's I'm like, this would never fly. In yeah, crazy. yeah, yeah. You know who weirdly got away with uh, being very non-progressive? Eminem. Like he was so bad. In retrospect, yeah, 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 and he kind of got a pass, man. The guy still does albums and goes platinum. I think because of the culture that he represents, right? So it doesn't matter what color you are. He was also he did those uh, pro uh, Trump freestyles, That's, and I think, yeah. or I'm sorry, anti Trump freestyles, and people mm-hmm. like that, huh? Right, right, yep. And you already know, like that culture really likes the Democratic side of the deal. So and representing that side of, I'm like barely learning. Are you political at all? Um. Pretty political, yeah. I try. I I, uh, I I find it hard to fit in a box. Mm-hmm. Like, there's tons of things that I like on both sides and hate on both sides. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I don't know. Um, I've never voted in my life. People really? Probably gonna be mad at that. Okay. But I never have. You gotta vote. But only because I always felt under under um, like I, I didn't know enough, and so I'm like, I don't want to make an uninformed decision. So yeah. I never did. Uh, but I think this next one I might if I keep on my same path. I learn what I. Think mm-hmm. I need to learn, and yeah. I'm able to to build some firm opinions. I think I might for the first time. I think research is very important when it comes to voting. Um, I think voting is a great like you have to vote. Like this is the person that you're choosing to run your country, right? Yeah. So it's very important for you to vote. Uh, however, um, don't vote because you're voting against somebody. Vote because you want you believe that that person will have the best um, tools or beliefs to match your beliefs, right? To make sure that the country runs out of way that you want it to be ran. So that's one thing that I had with my, my partner, right? She voted against somebody, not because of what she, she hated wanted. the other person. Right. I right. feel like that's pretty common. <clears throat> and so that's, that's always a difficult one. Cause mm-hmm. I always struggle with like, what's the best way to, right. to do that. Sorry, I'm hearing some echo. No worries. All right. Let's see if that's better. 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 Yeah, I think one, so. One, two, one, two. Um, yeah, it's like, uh, that's what I didn't want to do. Cause mm-hmm. I feel like that was very popular. Like yeah. I hate this person. So I'm going to go with that person. Right. Yeah. And at the, at the end of the day, are you doing the right thing? Who knows? Smart people will tell you you're not. Let's take a brief moment to address these outfits. What about that? What outfits? The one that do you look ridiculous, man? Do I? <laughs> I look freaking fantastic. This is my second time here. I have to dress up. <laughs> I, I, wore a tie, I wore a tie. The reason why I want to address it is because I'm like 90% sure my wiener is going to pop out at some point. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, like, that was not my fault, was it? I'm tucking in my wiener right now. Was no, it? no, no, no. If, if, I, if I fully wiener you guys, it's your fault. It is your fault, actually. Why? Because you picked this out. 
We did. If you oh, is it in there? All so right. so I got on uh, banana trunks. Yep. Um, with uh, probably the craziest shirt I've ever seen in my life. This is a hillbilly white shirt, by the mm-hmm, way. I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure someone murdered someone in this shirt at one point. More than likely. At one point, a dude wearing this shirt buried a body. Where like, Bill? Sure. How are you, Bill? <laughs> <laughs> How about the hat? <laughs> yeah, that's what brings it all together, right? <laughs> This so, is like mostly racist with a little bit of like, like a Hispanic culture yeah, in there. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it like evens out, right? I have to mash me, Hispanic side of it. So somebody had the great idea to pick each other's outfit. I'm wearing some freaking neon orange cargo shorts. Show off the shirt real quick. Hold on, it ties in the hold way. on. Look, Look at this. That. Little, is that not the most beautiful little puppy a, that you've ever it, seen? Then you got a tie to go <laughs> through all of it. Then you have a freaking necklace. <laughs> Don't forget the freaking dinosaur hat. Hold on, let me show you guys. <laughs> so, so we essentially we we got together, and decided that we would pick each other's outfits out, and we met up at a local uh, store, we, Goodwill, um, and we're like, all right, let's just pick each other's stuff out, and let's make it the most ridiculous stuff we could find. It was actually really funny. It was funny. It was really funny. And a funny part of it is, I start we start picking out jewelry, which was kind of weird to ask the lady. Do you guys have jewelry? She's like, yeah, it's all women. So I'm like. Perfect. Like, <laughs> that's exactly what I'm looking for. And then, and then I'm like, look at the, the uh, jewelry box and some other lady walks up. That's a customer. And she was like, I think we're doing what you're doing. And I was like, I doubt it, but what's up? And then uh, she was like, no, are you doing it for a prank? I'm like, kind of. And she's like, well, me and my husband are here doing the same thing. He was a firefighter oh, and wow. they were dressing each other for the firefighter ball or whatever it is. <laughs> um, so it's kind of funny, but yeah, we ended up picking each other's outfits out. I look great. I think I look I'll better. I'll make everything look good. All right. Doesn't put, matter. Put it in the comments. Who looks better, worse, <laughs> funny? I'm going to do my best to wear this hat the whole time, by the way, but it does not go well over the headphones. <laughs> but we're going to make it work. It looks great. But I like that you're willing to do that, man, because it's it's uh like, I don't know, man. Life's, life's short. I'm going to have some super fun. super short. You have to definitely laugh, make the best time out of anything like this right here. Yeah. Um, I'm super thankful that I'm here again, man. Like I, the first episode we had together, um, there was a lot going on. In it my was life. almost... Almost two years ago now. Yeah, it was to me almost two years ago, man. Yeah. And I got to tell you, man, it's, I, I, I came such a long way since that first episode yeah. that we definitely have to talk about it. Well, that was part of it. Um, <clears throat> and me and you always talk about doing a new, uh, another episode. And then, of course, when I got the new house and the new studio, uh, we talked about it for a while. But it came up recently because I was looking through old clips trying to find, uh, not trying to find, but I remember thinking how far it's grown. Yeah. I'm going to look at some of the old clips to see how they were. And I ran into one of you Yeah, and me and you had talked about this topic and I'm like, what are the chances that we had talked about it? And then it happened to run on that clip. Yeah. And uh, when I say chances, I know where this will be episode 34, I think, but the clips there's, cause it shows how many clips are on there. I think right. we're like in the five hundreds. Okay. So out of all the 500 videos, I happened to stumble upon the one where me and you were talking about counseling mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. me and you had recently talked about, how far you've come in counseling. So I'll let you take it from there, but that's what sparked the whole conversation. And then you agreed to come back on. Yeah. Um, but what did we talk about back then and where are you at today? So I remember, I mean, especially from you and coming from such a big counseling family, you, your wife, your parents, um, and me, I was very skeptical when it came to counseling. I didn't know if it really worked, if it didn't work. And um, coming from a Hispanic family background, like you, you, you just believe whatever you believe and then it is what it is, right? You can you, tell that you come from a Hispanic background because it sounds like you're saying canceling. <laughs> just counseling. There we go. Say it white, man. Counseling. Well, Will's uh, and his family, they all cancel a lot. <laughs> so not cancel, but counseling. They're all Karens and they cancel. No, no. <laughs> 
So let me tell you, it's honestly, guys, it's the best decision that you can make. If you're ever considering or thinking about getting some counseling in your life, do it. So let's kind of uh, unpack the original clip, um, which was you had talked about maybe doing counseling. Mm-hmm. And I had pretty much, uh, and we're going to summarize this as an isn't exactly, but I told you um, pretty much not only the benefits of counseling, but also reminding you, because I think you had mentioned, like, I think you had a counselor once that you didn't like, right? Or something, or like, you just, it wasn't your thing. I, it wasn't my thing. Like, it never been my thing. And I had told you, like, well, that's okay. Like, you're so, you're also interviewing your counselor. Right. And so if, if you don't like that person, don't quit on counseling. Just yeah. go to a different person. I remember that clearly. Like, yes. you're telling me that. So I'm so happy that I, day one, I found the right counselor. Like she was, I mean, to this day, she's been great. Yeah. Uh, she has taught me so much through my relationship, my relationship with my kids, with my partner. Like, I mean, I, I feel like it's such a different person mm-hmm. that I can understand things a lot better now. Um, and I'm not saying that, you know, you won't find those counselors that might give you some information that you don't agree with. And the, the, the thing is like you have to be open-minded and you have to put it to practice. Like you have to put it to practice because if you don't, then you're wasting your time. That's very true. Also, I'm trying to think like the best way to put it in words, but some, I remember learning some stuff in counseling, essentially when I was young, uh, because they made me go to counseling Mm -hmm. in foster care. Right. Uh, I remember thinking these guys are out of their minds and you can really get the hint of like, they're required to be there. And I never liked that either. Mm -hmm. But as an adult going to counseling, like I found some things. And I think a maturity level, I think you should only go to counseling if you decide that it's something you want to do because it requires participation on both sides. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but once you've decided I want to do it, then you start the interviewing process of finding a counselor. Mm-hmm. And then uh, from that, you have to be open-minded because it's so easy to be stubborn. And if you have a good counselor, they'll call you out on it, but sometimes you don't. Did you ever come across a time like, were you stubborn or were you kind of open at first? How, how Do you remember that first session and how it went? I remember the first session and I was really open. Like from, from day one, I was really open. Do you remember why you were open-minded? Like, because I feel like I have been so negative. Like I'd be such against it. Um, and like Jen always been telling me like, just do it. Just try it. Just try it out. Um, and I remember if I'm going to do this, I'm going to just listen to what she has to say. Like, I'm not yeah. going to be, I'm not going to go there and be like, my way is the right way and your way and or the highway. Like you're right? there to put them straight. <laughs> exactly. Right. So there's a reason why there's so many counselors out there. Um, and there's a reason why for some people it works, for some people it doesn't work. So I want to make sure that it works for me. Right. So I wanted to to be open-minded and just hear what she had to say. <laughs> don't, don't, don't drop the hat. Bro, um, just, I'm making it work. <laughs> and then, you know, I put it to practice. Once I put it to practice and I realized that it's working, like, I'm like, okay, I need to see her again. Okay. And then I put that same um, counseling section back into practice. Do you remember the first time that you recognize it's working? Yes, I really do. I remember um, losing control. So I'm a very controlled. Like, I want to take control of everything, right? Mm-hmm. And then that's, it's not so much of control of my partner, but the, of the situation. Sure. And then she explained to me, once you... Control and anger goes together. And that was my biggest issue. So if I lose control of the situation, I get angry, right? And then that leads to an argument. And then, like I was telling you earlier, right, this is, this is a problem. And then when you're angry, you're fighting with your partner. You're not fighting against the problem anymore. So you just throwing jabs at each other. Like, you're just fighting her. Or no, Like, at the end of the day, like, she's not at the wrong. 
you are the, you are the wrong because you are assuming that she's doing something against your belief because you lost control of the situation. Yeah. So that's that's a lot of things that I've learned so far. Like controlling anger goes together. That's a situation. That's a problem. Fight against the problem, not against your partner. So it's just it's it's been great, man. Like I, I can't tell you how much it has helped me personally. I'm not gonna tell you I'm perfect today because I'm not by any means. I'm not perfect. There's still things that I need to work on. Um, I mean, I'm still, there's, there's situations that happen nowadays that I'm still working through them and understanding, okay, so why am I feeling this way? What can I do to get better? Um, I haven't seen her in a little while now because of, we you know, we got a new baby. We mm-hmm. got, uh, we saw the house. So we're in the process of moving and packing and stuff like that. But once we get settled in, I'm, I definitely need to talk to her again. Cause there's, there's been situations to the day that I'm, I'm like, okay, I need to talk to her about it and just go through it and see what I need to do better to better my relationship because yeah. at the end of the day man like I, I you know this man like you you know my my girl and I love her to death and I want to make sure that my relationship works not just because me and her but we got some kids involved there too so yeah I think it's powerful <clears throat> that you feel that way I also think it's uh you guys are great people and great parents mm-hmm. and the fact that you go I want to be better like I think that's pretty cool yeah because I think most people settle and they'll right. go like well I'm not this my mom used to do that a lot when I was a kid yeah um not to switch the the topic at all, but the whole concept of uh, my mom uh, dated some bad people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember the next guy um, after the last guy. Yeah. And I'm only saying this because it happened multiple times. Yeah. She was always like, well, at least he didn't blink. And she would fill in, fill that blank in with whatever the last guy did. Mm-hmm. So she would be like, um, I, I remember her dating uh, a very abusive guy. And then when she did the next guy, she was like, well, he doesn't hit me. And I, I would tell her like, yeah, but like, this is still pretty bad. Right. And then she would date the next guy like, yeah, but he doesn't, uh, he, he gives me money like so I can go buy cigarettes. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my God, like, and to this day, so it's like a, a whole level of uh, where you're at, like, mm-hmm. and, and just realizing that, sh- like, uh, that whole part of it is it's, it's not just because something is better doesn't make it okay. Right. And because something is perfect doesn't mean you can't make it better. Right. Right. Because real perfection is imperfect. Right. Mm-hmm. You want to be with someone that's not perfect, but perfect for you. Exactly. Meaning we'll figure crap out as it, as it pops up. Right. And so I love that mentality, man. I love the fact that you can always make something that's really good better. Um, I find myself being very um, particular and um, like, I really hold myself to a certain standard. So I beat myself up about some stuff that I think most people admire about me. Right. And so that's confusing. Yeah. Um, but I, I I think it comes from a place where you just want to be better. Mm-hmm. And I think I'll always feel that way. Yeah. I think I could be like, every, I could have none of the problems that I talk about today and I would still find a way to want to be better about mm-hmm. some other things. Yeah. And so going back to what you said, like progress and growing and just constantly challenging yourself to be a better person. Yeah. Yeah. Is that kind of what you're feeling now? That's where I'm at. That's yeah. where I'm at. I feel like... Like since the last time we talked, I feel like a whole new person and I'll look at you, man. And like, I, I don't know if we ever had an episode where somebody feels so uh, appreciative of the person that you are, but I look at you, man. And like your attitude, you're always funny. You always have the right attitude. You always want to laugh. You want to make people laugh. Like that's the people you want around you. Mm-hmm. And just knowing about your background and just knowing the type of person you are today, like I'll look up to you. I don't know if any of your other friends look up to you, but I look up to you because you make me feel like, man, my problems are small. Like you going through a lot of, you going through a lot of shit. Like you going through a lot and just to be the person that you are today. And I'm, I'm just letting little things bother me. Like 
there's this just so much growth to do. And I'm happy that I took this decision and I'm growing so much. Um, of course, it's still a lot of work to do. I'm not perfect by any means. Um, but I feel like I'm at a place right now that I can understand my mistakes where I was not before. Mm-hmm. I, I thought I was always right. Um, now I know that I'm not always right. Um, and I'm just, I, I, I can learn from each, each individual that comes through my life. And this counselor has been, I mean, it's been awesome, man. I appreciate that. And I think that says a lot more about you, like your ability, because I could be the greatest friend in the world. And I, I appreciate everything you said, by the way. And I don't always get that. I, I Of course, I get some of that. And, and I don't ever look for that. Mm-hmm. So whenever it happens, I really do appreciate it. So thank you for that. But I, I do think that says a lot more about you because I can be the best friend in the world and someone just doesn't really need that or right. want that or right. take that. So the fact that you're able to take those parts and put them towards whatever you're doing is amazing. And I think that's what makes good friends mm-hmm. is being able to appreciate the other person. I could say several things like that about you. And I, I've already told you, I'm pretty sure I will go to you for a lot of things specifically when I become a parent Yep. yep. because I have no idea what I'm doing yep. and I will always be critical. And you're one of those people that I don't want to explain that to. You kind of yep. already know. So you're like, all right, I'm going to address this. Cause Will just thinks he like, that's just the way he rolls. Mm. There's nothing worse than telling someone what they feel is wrong. Right. And even if it's a good thing, right. I tell people sometimes like I feel like I'm nervous that I'll be a bad parent or I'm nervous. I'll be a bad friend. And their first response is typically like, you're not. And, and you're going to be fine and that's fine. But like with you or with anyone else that knows me really closely, like they'll know like, all right, that's just Will's perspective. Like I don't have to address that part. I'm just going to address it from the fact that I know that he's coming from a place where he's trying to be better. Right. And I think that that's, that's where I'm at in my life. I am so proud of you, man. Like I love, I love the circle of friends that me and Laura have going right now. Yeah. I feel like we're riding this wave. I feel like sometimes you don't know about the wave until the wave isn't there anymore. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then it's in retrospect mm-hmm. and you go like, wow, like I sure had it so great back then. Yeah. And I never want to be that guy. Yeah. I always want to be the guy that's appreciating the wave at its highest peak. Yeah. And I feel like that's where I'm at in my life right now. I feel like I have wonderful friends. I have a wonderful job. I have an amazing wife. Yeah. Like, I, like it, I couldn't ask for, for more. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was at your wedding, man, just to just be part of it and just seeing the happiness and your friendship with everybody else. It's just amazing to just be able to be part of your life. Like We I'm, haven't talked about the wedding that much on yeah, the podcast, yeah, so that yeah. might be a... <laughs> yeah, that would be something we bring up. But just before we get to it, I want to let you know, like, just for you to just be so concerned about being a parent, that already, that already makes you a good dad. Like maybe it also might make me that weirdo dad. That's like trying to figure out how to stop all this weird stuff. I'm sure there's books out there. I haven't found the right book right? (laughs) to make like how to teach you how to be a good dad, dude. But honestly, every kid is different. Um, I don't think you're going to ever find a real, like a book that will fit to you to where you're going to be the right dad. Yeah. Um, I can tell like my daughter, she's 70 years old. So she's different. My son, he's five years old. He's super active. He's different. And then I have a newborn. She's what, seven weeks old, eight weeks old today. Yeah. Um, so you always find the right way to make sure that your kids are okay. Um, so there's not, you, you're not, you're never going to feel like you're the perfect dad. Mm-hmm. As long as you do the best you can, uh, I think that'll make you the great dad. For- and I think you do a good job of like reminding me of that. Cause I think I freak out about weird yeah. stuff, but yeah, yeah I, I think I'll be nervous even if like, it doesn't matter it's like super the, the amount of, of information. There's no amount of information that will just make me feel good. It's super I think I'm always going to freak out about stuff. It's super nerve-wracking. I have a new... Uh, she's taking this medication to get some kidney situation checked out. Mm-hmm. I 
shoved that thing through her mouth. You know, she's choking. I, I never done that before. So I'm freaking out, you know? So to this day, I haven't done it again. Like Jen, you take care of that. So it's, it's, you, you, you're never going to be perfect, you know, but as long as your kids get excited when they see you, when you get home, as, that's, that's the best feeling ever. As long as your kids love you yeah. and they know like dad come over here, cuddle with me or dad come over here. I haven't seen you all day. Like, my daughter makes me feel so special. And then my son, like, as soon as I walk through the door, it's like, let's go play catch. So he mm-hmm. knows that he can count on me anytime that he feels like he needs to play with somebody. And then through this day, I call him my buddy. Like, he's my best friend. And then when I get that same reaction back from him, it's like, oh, that's my buddy. That's my best friend. That makes me feel the best ever. Because, you know, gro- growing up, like, I had my dad and I had my mom growing up. But I don't feel like I had that relationship with e- neither one of them to where I can just be like, that's my- those are my best friends. So I want to make sure that when my kids grow up, they know they can count on me for whatever situation it is. It could be a boyfriend, it could be a girlfriend, it could be whatever situation. They can they can turn out gay. I don't care. Whatever whatever it is, I don't care. I want to make sure that they can they can count on me and tell me whatever situation I'm going through, and they can make sure that they gotta receive the best advice ever. Yeah, because <clears throat> I'm supposed to be that person. I'm supposed to be not just their dad. Like, of course, I'm gonna provide. That's what dads do, right? You're gonna provide. You're gonna. Uh, make them feel secure. You're going to give them a place to live. You're going to pay for the bills, whatever the case may be. But you want to have that relationship. You want to have that friendship. You want to have that trust. And that's what I'm working on with both, all three of them now. Cause yeah. I'm, I mean, my baby's still. You, I'm going to ask because I'm not totally sure. Do you have good relationships with mom and dad? With my mom and my Your dad? Your mom and dad. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I feel, and my counselor actually made me understand that I have a better relationship with my dad than I do with my mom. And I thought it was the opposite. Yeah. I thought it was the opposite, which is crazy. Because I... Every time I talk about anything that I did growing up, I remember going to my dad first. But I feel like to this day, I talk to my mom more than I do to my dad. Yeah. But I feel like I always try to make my dad feel proud of me more than I do with my mom. And that's mm-hmm. crazy. She made me realize that. I'm like, oh, you know what? You're right. Like, I always came to my to my dad first. Um, although I had more of a, I don't know. I don't know. I, it's not hate because I don't hate my parents. Yeah, but it, it's more of like a like a re, like not even regret. I don't know. I don't know what's the right word to it, but it's almost like I almost I always knew my mom was there more than my dad was. Yeah, but I still felt like my dad was my closest parent. But to this day, I feel like I talk to my mom the more than I do to my dad. So, but then my counselor, after me explaining my relationship with both of them, she made me realize so. So your dad was the person you go to to talk about your accomplishments. You talk to a to him about your whatever girlfriend or whatever mm-hmm. problems you had going on. I'm like, you know what? You're right. <laughs> so I'm glad you're talking about this. And that was the reason for me asking the question is because you have, you have good parents, but you're able to recognize what maybe you could do differently. Mm-hmm. Like how hard is that? Like going back and, and, and trying to identify, Hey, I had great parents. I love them. I'll always love them. They gave me great things, but X, Y, and Z are things I can work on. Yeah. And how hard is that to figure that out? And then also what have you, have you identified anything like I'm for sure going to be better at this as a parent? Yes, absolutely. So, um, I, I'm, I'm always going to be there for my, for my kids. And I think one of my main reasons why I'm always on time is because I knew that if I tell my parents to be somewhere at whatever time, eight o'clock, I was going to be there at eight thirty, nine o'clock. So we were always running late, which cost me playing time. Would cost me, cost me to sit on the bench. Would cost me whatever the case might've been. Right. So they were not very punctual people. Um, and Jen is not punctual at all. So it's like, that's like, <laughs> that's like my biggest pet peeve with her. Like you gotta have, you have to be there on time. Well, and, because you know, 
you value time because you know what it's like to miss time. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then even to this day, like I, I'm, I'm still active at playing whatever softball, basketball, whatever. If my game is at seven, I'll, I'll be leaving the house at six. And you know, I get asked like, why are you leaving so early? And my excuse is like, Oh, cause I got to stretch. I'm old, whatever. But the reality is like, I want to make sure that I'm there on time. It could be, I could be there at six ten, and the game is at seven. It don't matter to me. I'm there on time. Um, because I remember, you know, being picked up from the house at, or not the house from school. I'm the last kid there and just crying because I'm like, where's my parents? Like, I feel like I'm not love at this moment. Like I'm crying. Where are they? Um, at that point, there's no, there's no cell phones. There's no, there's, we had a little bipper. <laughs> I yeah. don't remember those. Um, and you know, there's a security guard. So I used to go to his little kiosk or desk or whatever. I'm like, Hey, can I call again? And nobody's answering me. And it's seven thirty, eight o'clock at night. Nobody's picking me up. And you know, that that's like trauma. And, um, I, I want to make sure my kids don't go through that. Like, so they always tell you, like, you want to learn from your parents. There's a lot of things that I take from my dad as far as just being disciplined. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of things that I learned that I don't want to be that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, that's all I would hope for. Like, cause it's like, you take someone like me who has zero relationship with their dad, mm-hmm. um, their biological parent, but, uh, and same very, very terrible relationship with my biological mom. But I, I feel like I kind of do the same thing. I feel like we can relate in that way. I'm also a time person, by the mm-hmm. way. And I, we we're talking earlier, you have a lot in common with my wife and yeah. I have a lot in common with your yeah. wife yeah. Be, as far as personality traits. But this is one of those things that I think I have in common with you where I value time and I want to be there on time. Yeah. I'm the guy that leaves early to mm-hmm. be somewhere on time. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's a shitty feeling, man. It's like be waiting for someone and they don't show up. It, it scarred me. It scarred me when I was young and it wasn't even for me. Trust mm-hmm. me. There's tons of times where like it was for me, but there was one specific time um, that I remember with my brother, Colin, and we went to CYFD. Are you familiar with? No, I'm not. Child um, youth. CYF family department, children's youth and family department. Okay, okay. So essentially when I was young, they took me out of my home and then they gave me to CYFD and they put me in their custody. So they had parental rights over me. It's Mm -hmm. an agency that looks over kids that pretty much don't have anywhere to go. And so I would go there to visit my younger siblings and to have uh, supervised visits with them while they were in a different foster home because I was in a different one. And I went there one day and my brother Colin was there. I didn't get to spend a lot of time with him. And he was my older brother. He was my idol. I just loved him. I just hadn't seen him in a while. And he was in a different foster home. Mm -hmm. And I was leaving the visit. I got into... Um, an escalade. And the only reason that's important is because of the symbolism of it. Right. Okay. The foster family that I had at the time really cared about their kids. So they had two biological kids, Jacob and Patrick, and uh, they, they loved these kids so much and believed in them that they're, they had this nice, a few vehicles, but they're like, you take the escalade. And so, and they drove me that day, my, my siblings. Mm -hmm. And so I got in this escalade, which at the time I didn't even realize is like a privilege. I just got in there because they're taking me home and then we're leaving. Um, and Oh, I'm sorry. Let me rewind a, a tiny second. When I had uh, walked out, I ran into my brother, Colin, who lived in a different foster home. And uh, he was like, Hey, do you think you guys can give me a ride? And I was like, I don't know. Like why I was a kid. And I was like, why are you asking me? Like, I don't feel comfortable asking them. Right. Uh, well, you, he just like, kind of pressured me a little bit. Like, well, you just ask him. And I'm like, all right, like I'll, I'll ask him. I couldn't do it. I got to the car and they're like, you ready to go? Will?" and I was like, yeah, and I got in the car and I remember thinking, like, I feel like I failed him a little bit. And we got in the Escalade and we we're driving. 
and I look over and I saw my brother Colin at a bus stop. Yeah. And I, he's super creative and he's a survivor mm. and I'm sure he figured out like, I'm just gonna have to catch this bus. And so we're driving and we stopped at the light and I looked to the left and he's at that bus stop. And I just felt like I had failed him. Mm-hmm. Like I remember looking over at him, just seeing him standing there. I don't know what he felt like, but I remember looking at him like, man, like I couldn't even stick up for my own brother. Like I, I don't have a backbone. Who am I? I'm here like at a visit. Like I'm supposed to be this guy, you know? And I remember just looking over there, just feeling like, God, like I just, I just felt like such like, like that feeling. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm relating it to yours because I imagine that's how he felt. Yeah. He's like, man, I'm sitting at a bus stop. No one's coming for me. I have one bi- biological silly that's capable of taking me somewhere. Yeah. And I'm watching him drive away in this Escalade. Yeah. And I remember feeling what it must have felt like from his perspective and mm-hmm. just feeling like shit about it. Absolutely. And I, I just still couldn't. Like, I remember there was a moment I'm like, I could tell him now. Like, and they probably would have. They're nice guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just couldn't do it. Yeah. And we drove away and we lived in Mesquite at the time, which is a 20 minute drive from yeah, where yeah. we're at. And, uh, the whole time and it pre cell phone. Um, I didn't know what family he was in. I knew I wouldn't see him again for months. Yeah. And I remember thinking like, dude, I, I literally abandoned my older brother at a bus stop and that feeling sucked. Oh yeah. And I remember when I got older and got more confident and I felt comfortable being social with people, I remember that feeling and I'm like, I don't want to ever feel that ever again. And I don't want anyone else to feel that either. Yeah. 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 Is that, I'm telling a story about how it made me feel on the other way around. Is that similar to what you were yes, saying? That's, like, that's super similar. All right, we're back. I had a uh, wardrobe malfunction. So I put on these amazing glasses to counteract the hat that kept falling off. So you look beautiful. Thanks, man. Yeah, that's all look, I really wanted. You look gorgeous. And now that you've said that, I'm going to put the hat back. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> um, fill me in where we're at. Okay, so you asked me if that's about how I felt whenever you know you saw your little brother, you know, my older feel, brother, yeah, or your other brother being left out on the on the bus stop. Um, I gotta tell you, man, like that's the worst feeling. So yes, exactly how I felt. Uh, you feel not loved. You feel like nobody cares about you. Um, I remember just crying, and it's just me and the security guard at school waiting on somebody to pick me up. Yeah. Um, and he's just there to do his job and just make sure the nobody, you know going to the premises after hours and I'm the only kid there. And I'm just like, what the heck is going on? Like, why is nobody picking me up? I even consider going through my mind. Like, I'm just going to walk. Yeah. But I remember like, that's a long ass walk. Like, it's going to take me like six hours before I get over there. So, um, then turn to find out, like, it just matter of like, I put in two and two together. I never got the right answer, but you know, at that point, my father was cheating on my mom. So I'm thinking maybe that's the reason why he never picked me up. I don't know the right answer, but that's, that's what I assume that that's why yeah. um, he told me, he's telling my mom, Hey, I, I go pick him up and showing up so late. Then I turn, you know, find out that he's not being as faithful as we thought he was being. Um, so I, that's, that's what I assume. I don't know. The, I, I don't know the facts. Yeah. I, I just, that's what I think. It happened. He might've gone through the side chick home, done his thing and then come pick me up. But the feeling is the one where he's like that, 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 uh, do you think that he knows? I have you, and I don't know, like if you've ever spoken to him about it, but I, I doubt it. I, I highly, highly doubt that my dad knows exactly how. Do you think it would be helpful for you to tell him? Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you think you ever would? Uh, I want to, I want to. How do you think that would go? I, uh, I think he'll understand. You think so? Uh, especially knowing the place that he's at today, um, knowing the person that he's dating today. Um, I think that he will definitely understand and he will, he will apologize, but that conversation has never came up. Um, but that's something I definitely would like to talk to him about. 
it's a lot of things that I know that he don't know that I know. Mm. Uh, especially um, knowing that he lives this lifestyle where he makes his own stories and then makes me think that I want to believe that story when I know the actual facts and the truth. Um, so he's a, how do you say that? Pathological liar? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's what my dad is. Where it's like an obvious lie, but they don't even right. know how outrageous it is. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's, that's him. That describes exactly who he is. And then like, he's pretty narcissist. Like, um, and this is something I learned from my counselor too. Mm -hmm. Um, so it, it, again, she goes back to like, your dad is like your best. You, that was the person that you go to, to like make, make it feel, make him feel proud of you or whatever the case would be. So my son is playing baseball. Mm -hmm. Um, so my dad is a huge baseball fan. Um, I'm, I never been a great baseball player. I feel like I was more into basketball. So seeing how great my son is at the age that he's at, um, I always send him videos and pictures and stuff like that. And his response is always something that he did. So I brought that up to my counselor. I'm like, why does he ever bring something up that he did instead of like a, acknowledging what I just sent him? And the way that she explained it to me, it's like, that's the way of him trying to connect with your son. Um, and I'm like, okay, so, but how is he not acknowledging that I just sent him something about my son hitting a bomb or catching a ball in the air yeah. Whatever the case may be, it's like because that's just that's just who he is. So I need to understand how my father is and appreciate the moments that I get with him. And that's just a way of him trying to connect with me and my son because he has no relationship with me or my son. So that's 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 just a way of him trying what, to fit. What in. about both? Like do you think that and I'm not a counselor, so I don't know, but I think that there's power in both. Cause I think she's right. Uh, she, he counselors. She, yeah. she, mm -hmm. I think she's, she's spot on with like learning how to interpret other people's love languages and the way they, right. they express it. Mm -hmm. But also like, there's something liberating about telling someone like, Hey man, like you, I, this bothers me a little bit. You know what I mean? Like if I tell you, like, why don't you ever respond to what I'm saying? Like, yeah. can you sometimes do this? Can you sometimes talk about the other person? I think there's something liberating in just saying it, even if he doesn't take it well, yeah. like being able to say like, Hey, like, it makes me feel good to hear you talk about my son and the things he's doing in baseball as opposed right. to what you did in baseball. And I, I and I'm with you. I, I feel like I'm such a uh, a person that will take the feedback and just go with it instead of asking the, those questions that you, that you ask. Right? And they're hard questions. Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah, I get it. Yeah. I'm not a very um, like I don't like to confront people so much. Mm -hmm. So I just take your advice and I'm like, okay, I'll try that next time. But in reality, I'm feeling like okay, but. What the fuck? Like, and it doesn't even have to be confrontational. Like I, uh, I go again, I go through that with my mom. I'll tell you a quick story. Um, and you, I, we talked about this yeah. since the wedding. So we got married and we, we kind of touched a little bit on the wedding earlier and I, I was so emotional post wedding and I couldn't figure it out, but the figure it out in, in will inside of me was like, all right, there's something here. And I'm like, why do I feel so sad about literally one of the most happiest moments of my life? I had nothing but good memories from my wedding. I mm -hmm. felt great. And uh, I struggled with some stuff. Some stuff came out about my mom and I felt like I was in a good spot. But I remember thinking like, there's something here. And I remember when I hung out with you guys and I talked about it a yeah. bit, like, yeah. I don't know what it is. And I, to this day, I still don't know, but I knew that I needed to talk to my mom about yeah. something. Yeah. Do you remember me telling you guys yeah, that? Yeah, I remember. I, but it's, I mean, I, I remember exactly what we were doing. Yeah. yeah. Like it was so powerful to me to just see you so vulnerable and like just talking about it because like to me guys like this guy is always like has the right attitude he he's goofy he makes you laugh he's the, the life of the party 
So I love having this guy around. But just to hear you just talk about your mom that way, um, I remember me telling you, like, the sucky part about all of this is, like, she is missing out on the person that you are because it's just, I mean, having you around is just, it's just great. It's just having, like, a good time. Every yeah. time you're around, it's just a good time. So just knowing that she's missing out on that, it's it sucks for her. I know that you're probably hurting, right? Because you, you probably have your own feelings. You probably have your own trauma, which I don't know how you feel or what kind of trauma you had. But just knowing that she's missing out on you as a person, she's she should be the one that is just like, she's she's missing out. Well, I talked to her since I talked to you guys last. Okay. Um, and it did not go very well. Okay. But I'll be honest about what had happened because I, I uh, after I had the conversation with you guys, I'm like, I don't know when, where, how, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna end up talking to her, right? And so, and I haven't talked to her in five years. So for the people listening, they probably heard previous stories in the podcast mm-hmm. about it. But it's been almost five years. I showed Laura the other day. I have text threads from her going back five years, and I haven't responded to a single one. And she's never once said. Hey, I noticed you're not responding. Right. And she's not even that aware. Yeah. Um, and she has a history of drug use, alcohol, um, behavior, health, mental health. Like she has tons of stuff going on. And um, so I, I, I knew that I was going to reach out to her and I didn't know how. And I was hanging out with my brother, Colin, one day with a great conversation. I was supposed to meet with Laura. She was like, well, we're doing this other thing. And I was like, you know what? I'll, I'll hang out here with my mm-hmm. brother. Mm-hmm. And we hung out um, on the back of his truck. We had a few drinks and then he, he we were talking and he said something about my mom. And I was like, should we call her? And she's like a partier. So I'm like, she'll be up. You know what I mean? Whatever. And it wasn't so late, but it was definitely like 11, close to 12. Okay. Um, and asleep by now. We had called. She didn't answer. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't answer. And then we're all hanging out. And I was like, you know, and part of me felt relieved. You know what I mean? There's my dog yelling. <laughs> um, part of me felt a little relieved. Um, and then so we're sitting there and, um, and uh, she called back. And I remember thinking, like, oh, my God. Like, I haven't talked to my mom in five years. Like, how crazy is this going to be? And my brother answers, and he says, hey, mom. And she's like, hey, sweetie. And he goes, hey, I'm here with Will. And she literally, like, in not five years, I've not talked to her. And she literally was just like, oh, cool. Hey, Will. Um, Yeah, Colin, like, so we're trying to figure out the vehicle. And, like, started talking about stuff. And then my brother answers some of her questions and then tells her, like, hey, like, you know, Will's on the line, right? Yeah, yeah. Hey, sweetie, how are you? And I was like, I'm good, mom. Like, do you think it's crazy that that I'm talking to you right now? She's like, yeah, it's been a while. And it's just like, like I was telling Colin, like, uh, yeah, like Ray won't do this. And like, she started going off on another story. And I remember thinking like that irrelevant feeling of being left at a park. Right. You know what I mean? That, that kind of moment. And, um, I just wasn't going to have it. And I knew like, this might be the last time I talked to my mom ever. And I don't want it to be me let down again. And so I, uh, I took the phone from him and he kind of walked away a little bit. And, uh, Oh my God, my husky is losing her goddamn mind. <laughs> Zoe! Shh. All right. <laughs> All right. She'll probably bark again. Yeah. It's okay. Um, yeah, so I remember I took the phone from my brother and I wanted to just have like a regular. Let me handle this real quick. It sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if it's Laura, because I guess Laura went. Uh, yeah, she wants to see. Yeah. All right. We're back. Um, what was I saying? Oh, okay. So let me pick, I'll, I'll recap again real quick in case I have to edit that part out. Um, so yeah, I'm with my brother on the back of the truck. Yeah. And, um, and I, I, after that whole thing happened, I was like, you know what? Let me take the phone. Let me, let me kind of initiate something here. And so I, I literally just spoke to her directly since it was my brother prior to that. 
And I was like, hey, mom, like, I, I just want to, like, tell you that, like, I want to talk to you, but there's tons of things that you've done that upset me or, like, that I'm not comfortable with. And if I think if we're, I, I'm at a place in my life where I want to better understand that if you want to talk about it. And she was so surface level. It was like uh, talking to a stranger you haven't seen in a long time. Where I was like, oh, how are your kids? How are you like? And I said, mom, like, this isn't why I'm talking to you. Like, I, I let's skip all that stuff. You know right. what I mean? Well, I'm really tired. I'm like, mom, like, come on. Like, what do you, what do you mean? Like, I haven't talked to you in five years. You're acting like this is some random thing. Right. And then I had to pressure her, man. And I feel bad about it a little bit, but it was, I think it was for the better. But I literally told her, I said, hey, you are out of your mind if you think that you're going to get another conversation with me. Are you comfortable, mom, with going to bed right now? And never have talked to me ever again. If I never talk to you again and you had this opportunity, do you feel like you maximized it? Well, no, sweetie. I just like I, I, I'm tired and da, da, da. And I said, Mom, if you're tired, I will hang up the phone and we'll, we'll be good. But if you want to talk about some of the stuff, I'm, I'm going to talk. And uh, she said, what do you want to know? And I was like, I tried to have a conversation with her. She cried for a bit. She did the whole like, I've always loved you guys. And I asked her. I, I didn't even get mad when she said that. I was like, yeah. all right, Mom. If you don't mind me asking, if you loved us so much, like, why did you, why did you give us away? Yeah, it's, it's, you don't like, it's because, see, when, um, you know, um, why are you asking me this? It was like one of those things. And yeah. I said, mom, like, don't, if, if I'm troubling you, I'm not trying to keep you awake, right. but just take a moment and give me your best answer. Yeah. And I, for um, the amount of hurt that I was feeling, I was pretty calm. And I was like, mom, why, why do you not take the initiative to show up? Why do you not care? Why do you why like why do you do this and she had no good answer she put everything back on us like you know what i mean like you, you it was just a time in life and you guys like you weren't patient and i'm like patient like i was a fucking kid like you know what i mean right and um the, she kept going back to the whole i'm tired and i literally told her that day after like she cried a bit and then i brought her back down to earth and i i was talking to her normal and i told her um you know what mom when is a good time to talk to you well, during the day, I said, all right, call me during the day. If you call, I will answer. But you need to be able to have this conversation with me. When I, when you call me and I answer, I want to have a hard conversation. Yeah. And if you can't, if you don't have time or if there's, if you're sleeping or if someone else is doing something, you have some errands to run. I don't want to hear any of that. Right. Don't call me. Right. Call me when you have some free time. Yeah. And I will have this conversation with you and I'll give you that shot. She doesn't call me this day. Hey. Yeah. Really? So during that time. Was she already in that lifestyle of like drugs and alcohol? Like the time of the call? The time of whenever she decided to, like she don't want nothing to do with you guys. Always. I, I cannot remember. I have memories as a kid of my mom being so jacked up of specifically telling myself like inner dialogue, like you got to catch her in the morning. Mm. It's the only time you're going to get her sober. Like she, I, I don't have a sober memory of her. Yeah. Even when they took me out of the home and she would show up to like some visits, uh, I don't think she was sober at all. So you coming from a family where a lot of counselors, have you, do you think you have given her the opportunity of like understanding like she's gone through her own trauma and like she's just not right mentally. So you think. Well, you what is the opportunity? Like, like um, I've given her the same opportunity I would give anyone else, including people I work with that aren't even like my family. She still has an opportunity. I, I don't have a lot to ask. Right. Like, I don't, I'm not asking her to like get clean. I'm, I didn't even ask her to be sober the day I called her. I just said, can you talk? No, I can't. Well, can you call me when you can? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. whatever. She can call me high. I don't care. 
like I, my ask isn't so big that I feel like it's unachievable for her. Yeah. I have an understanding of it. I feel, I feel better having made that call. It sucked. And yeah. I know it, it's not a good story to tell, but I now feel like, look, I give her opportunities and I probably will give her more. Yeah. I'll always be available. And yeah. I want, when I have kids one day to be able to tell them, be kind to people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even yeah. if they don't deserve it, right. like, give them opportunities. My mom will always have opportunities. She just won't live in my head rent free. Yeah. Like she, I will never give her the opportunity to ruin my day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, um, it, it's, good, it's in her, it's in her ball court. Man. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. You should never let nobody, not your mom, not anybody ruin your day. Cause at the end of the day, you know, you have that, you have that decision to make. Yeah. Um, what, what are you looking like? What answer are you looking for from her? I don't even know. And I remember we talked about it that day. I think I just want to know that she's aware of what she's done. I think I'm so smart and on it and understanding that I could even catch on if she is apologetic, even if she doesn't apologize. If she cares about certain things in a certain way, I think that's enough for me. Like I'll catch on to that. But all right, she didn't quite say she was sorry. Yeah. She didn't like make amends. She didn't give me real reasons, but I could tell she wants to. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm so open to that. I'll take anything at this point. Yeah. Like it, I've never met a more empty person in my life. And that is not meant to degrade her but it's more meant to shine a light on my awareness of who she is as a person. Yeah. And I wish I didn't have to say that. I wish no one has to say that ever about their mothers or any family member, but I'm very aware of the hollow person that I'm talking to. And I want nothing more in this world to understand why, but I can't do it on her time anymore. And I can't sit around and wait for her to be ready because she won't be, she won't be ready. Do you know anything about your grandparents, like their parents? Uh, yes. So I live with my grandma for a little bit when I was a kid. Um, and then her husband, I never met him. Um, he has the same name as me. Um, and then my, uh, my dad's side, I met my dad for the first time when I was 18 and I met a few sisters he had, but I, I met him like that day. Okay. Um, never talked to them ever again. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know who I am as a person, like before me as a person, right. if that makes sense. Right. I think that's part of the reason why I want answers is because I just want to know like who, what's, what's inside of me, what's genetically there. What's, what am I predisposed to? Not even like medically, just like personality wise. Like, yeah. Who am I? I, <laughs> you I, know what I mean? I just wonder if she went through some stuff growing up as well. She had to have. That she, you know, led to drugs and alcohol abuse because that's just, that, that was just her way out. Yeah. And I get why you ask about her parents because yeah. that's, that would be a good sign of that. Right. 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 It, my grandma, she's still far gone now. Like she has like, I don't know if she has Alzheimer's, but she's a very bad memory. Like I couldn't ask her now. Maybe when I was younger, I could have, but I was young. Yeah. Um. And there's no one else to ask. But yeah, no, I'm in the same boat as you. I, I, I think there kind of has to be like you don't get like that because life sucks. Right. Like, something happened. Something must have happened. And that era was also pretty rough. And so the, the again, the kind, understanding person in me understands that. I, which is why I can decipher that. I just don't get any information. Right. To like decipher that. Right. So I'm left with like thinking and i think i'm just done with the thinking like i'm so happy with my life that i'm like i like i don't even like i got other things to waste my time on it's easier for or me spend to, my time on yeah it's, it's easier for me to tell you just let it go right but if i was in your shoes i probably would like to find out too for sure and yeah. which is why i think i will answer when she calls the issue is when will she when call will she, yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 and i don't know if that that's ever gonna happen i don't know if you ever will get that answer i think she will pass away one day and you never gonna get that answer maybe but you know just know that you know i mean not probably not from her but you you're very loved from a lot of us um and of course it sucks to know that you know you probably don't mean anything to your mom i mean as harsh as it sounds but she probably do love you in her own way 
Yeah. I know Uh, she does. uh, She just has a problem and she just deals with it the way that she deals with it. And it doesn't benefit you by any means. Yeah. Um, But man, you, you're a great person. And, I'm cool with who I ended up being. And I, I attribute a lot of that to the people that I am friends with. Like everyone always asks me, like, how did you get out? How did you make a difference in your life? And, and, and I had a conversation on one of the last podcasts about being lucky and how that mixes in with, with just being uh, resilient. I'm good. Like I have, I have, I took the best parts of my friends, my foster families and made it into who I am. And I'm good with, I, I, yeah. I, I really am not saying this is a cover or overcompensating, I feel great. And I feel like in the moments where I'm not great, I have a really good support system and connections to to like be okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. And at the end of the day, it's about how you feel. It doesn't matter what I think about you. If you don't feel great about yourself, then I mean, it doesn't matter what I think. (laughs) Like you have to make sure that you're happy with who you are today. Yeah. Uh, You have to make sure that you love who you are today. And you know, you have a great wife, you have, you know, brand new home. Um, beautiful dogs. <laughs> yes. Hopefully you get blessed with a kid, you know, coming soon. Um, so you can experience that fatherhood lifestyle. I'm ready. <laughs> it's awesome, man. It's, it's really, really awesome. Um, and just knowing where you came from, I know that you n- will never make your kids feel the way that you felt growing up. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's my biggest goal in life is just, I want to make sure that I, I took away the good things from my parents because they, they were together for a long time, right? Like, I think I was 18 when they split up, when they got a divorce. Uh, so I learned a lot of good things from them, but I also learned things that, you know, that I will do different. Mm-hmm. So they always tell you, like, you got to uh, marry your parents and be like your parents and all this stuff. Um, as far as what I think I took from my parents is like, from my dad especially, is how to just be, have some kind of expectation from the kids and just be very disciplined and like strict with them as far as just the things that I would like for them to learn yeah. and be good at. Um, but also just be humble and understand like they also have feelings and they might be hurting because you might uh, yell a little bit too loud or uh, you might have spanked them a little bit too hard. Like, so I also understand that side of the deal when, when it was my case, like I will go to bed and like, I'm freaking hurting, dude, you hurt me, you know? So, yeah. you know, it's, it's things that, that you, you learn growing up especially just being a parent like you don't want to see your kids hurting ever 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 um but you also learn your kids so you know how they can get away with things um and when they're playing you or they're playing the system or whatever so um being a little bit of having that that dad figure like hey man that's not gonna cut it for me um they'll get it They, they they know what you mean and they 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 will respect that uh, more so than just letting them get away with whatever they want. Mm-hmm. Uh, my son knows, like, I always ask him, how many things I got to, how many times I got to do with things? He said, once. I said, exactly. So why am I repeating myself? It's like, okay, here I go. You know? Uh, so it's, <laughs> but it's, it catches on to that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's things like that. It's like they know what's right and what's wrong. So whenever they choose to do wrong, they look at you like. Do you ever baby talk with your kids? Like what? Like, oh, baby. Like, hey, little buddy. I feel like I won't either. I can't. I can't. And this is something I learned. Actually, I don't remember where I learned this, but they always tell you like, don't baby talk to your kids. They will mimic exactly what you do. So even in sports, if you throw the ball like this, he's going to throw the ball to you, you know, back at you like that. Like, yeah. no, they will mimic exactly what you do. So if you want him to catch, you got to catch the ball how you want him to catch the ball. Mm-hmm. If you want to throw the ball, you want to throw the ball exactly how you want him to throw the ball. 
So I think that goes like they're a little computer, right? You just putting programs in them. Mm -hmm. Like this is your new program. This is your new program. And the, whatever you teach them, they, 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 these kids are super smart, super, super smart. My newborn knows that right now, if she whines or cries, she's going to get carried and she's going to get, you know, a little mm -hmm. bit of uh, cuddling, stuff like that. So she, they, they know at an early age, like they know exactly how you are as a parent. So they know what buttons to, buttons to push. My daughter knows more than my son <laughs> right now. Um, but once they see, you know, my serious face, like I don't really have to yell. I don't really have to scream. Like as long as I give them the look, like they already know, like it's, it's time to stop. Yeah. And I know you get to that point. Yeah, I think so too. I think we have a good balance because Laura's the baby talker and she's the care for every little thing. And I'm kind of like not directly the opposite, but I'm more of like, let's give it a moment. Mm -hmm. Let's see how this plays out. Yeah. I think that's why we balance each other out yeah. very well. Yeah. yeah. And I was, I was listening to uh, a different podcast recently talking about couples that last well in life. And they always say uh, opposites track. That's like the most common phrase ever. Right. And that is true, but anything could be an opposite. Like when we say opposites attract, that's not really what it means. Like literally the opposite of good would be evil. Right. So therefore angels should be dating demons right? Right, right you know what i mean but that's not actually what people are saying they're saying we we agree fundamentally on most things but we the way we go about it is opposite right. which is why we balance each other out mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so i'm starting to learn that like um because i would always kind of go to that i'm like opposite track we're very different but we're very much alike mm -hmm. i don't know if i can date a girl or marry a girl or be with a girl that doesn't have the same fundamental values about like basic human beings like right. the way we treat people or, mm -hmm. or work ethic you know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah. but i can be very opposite of how we do it mm -hmm. like she's going to be very kind gentle and and uh sweet and this is way it goes mm -hmm. and i'm going to be more like hey like i want to see you fail a few times because you learn a lot when you fail mm -hmm. and so it's like we're going to bring that balance and so i'm starting to learn that like we're we're not that different but yeah. we're different enough to where it hopefully create something special yeah 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 oh i tell you i tell you what man like you you always gonna find some kind of happiness mm -hmm. somewhere if it's your partner if it's your kids if it's just this what you're doing right now mm -hmm. whatever it is you gotta find it somewhere and just go with it yeah like, just just stick to it go with it um and and just be you man just be yourself don't try to please anybody else because at the end of the day I, if you please other people, are you really being you? Yeah, that's a bad one. That's are you really being you? I'm I'm running out of people to please, man. <laughs> Which is a good thing. Yeah. Like I don't I don't really feel like an overwhelming burden to like do something a certain way anymore. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I'm I'm happy with where I'm at, man, and and uh, and I feel like people will fall in their place in in your life, and and there'll always be those moments where you clash with certain people, but like. I kind of think like that, those are the moments that challenge you the most and yeah. you kind of like see different perspectives. Like I'm good with that, man. Yeah. I'm yeah. just glad with the people I have in my life right now. I have you, I have Laura, I have Jessica and Vince, you know, you know, all my close friends, like it's yeah. literally all you guys and moving from a place that I came from, you know, I came from Dallas, right? Uh, first, first of all, these accents come from Puerto Rico, right? So I, <laughs> I went from Puerto so Rico you moved twice, man. Yeah, so like I went from Puerto Rico to Dallas where I left some of my friends behind. I came to, Las Cruces, New Mexico, where I met you guys. Um, and it's like God put people in your life to learn different things, I feel like. Yeah. Um, and you get the good and the bad, and you you, you, you roll whatever you want. You either want to do good or you want to do bad, you know? Uh, and I always feel like I always want to do good, right? 
um, especially being a family man. I'm a dad now, so I have to make sure that I, I'm that, you know, that leader. I want to be that role model. I want to make sure that my son looks at me and say, like, I had the best dad in my life. My daughter look at me. It's like, that's my best friend. Like, I can tell, I can talk to him about my boyfriends. I can talk to him about whatever comes up. Um, we have some friends. Well, not, not we, but my wife, parents have some friends that we went to their daughter's uh, graduation party and just seeing how she and her dad relationship was. I'm like, that's the kind of relationship I want my, with my daughter. How was it? Uh, it was just cool. Like, Hey, can I spend the night here with my friends? And it's like, he said, no. And she's like, okay. Like, you know, like it wasn't like an argument. Like mm. it was like, okay, I understand what you're saying. Uh, the oldest daughter say, Hey, I'm going to go to this, this other party. It's like, okay, call me when you, you know, mm. whatever. Don't drink and drive and stuff like those kind of uh, advices. Like that's what I want with my daughter. Cause I want her to know, like, I'm, you can trust me. Like I know what I need to say or what I need to do. And make sure you make the right decision growing up. You're going to have an interesting battle. And maybe I will too, if I have a girl, but you have two girls, two girls. So you're going to have this battle two times where you're going to be someone they absolutely admire and look up to, or you're going to be someone they strive to date someone very different. Like it's so, and that's going to be in your hands right. to figure right. out. Yeah. That's a crazy thing to think about. Right. Mm-hmm. But you're literally like the way you treat and interact with them is going to decide who they date exactly. and who they end up yeah. going on with. Right. Yeah. And so it's interesting because if I had to guess, if we interviewed a woman a full grown adult woman today that had a bad relationship with her dad. I don't. And then we also interviewed the dad. I don't think the dad would say like that was his intention. Right. He would probably say yeah. I wanted her to do X, Y, and Z and I wanted this relationship and it just didn't work out. And so it shows that good intent isn't enough. Right. And so it's like, it's really the sacrifices mm-hmm. and those hard things of like, Hey, like I love my daughter and I want to beat up the guy she brings home. But I also want her to trust me to introduce me to someone exactly. to even want to bring them home. Exactly. And it's like this fine balance of where you're trying to like, oh, that's gonna be that's yeah. gonna be difficult. My yeah. I think our job as a parent or as a dad is not to tell you what you should or not do. It's just to give you the advice based on my experience and what mm-hmm. I know. And then it's up to you to make the right decision based on what you want to do. You think you'd be pissed if your daughter brought home like a guy you hate? Absolutely not, because I have to show her support. Um, well, let me, let me walk you real quick. Let's fast forward. And your daughter, I want you to meet this guy. I've been dating him. I met him in college. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to love him, Dad, because that's what everyone says, yeah. even if you don't. Right. And then he, he walks in, and he has face tattoos, and he's white. And, he, and he's, uh, he's totally um, not cultured with his whiteness, whatever that means. Right. I'm allowed to say that, right? I'm white? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he's saying stuff that you don't get, and he's clearly not a good guy. And he's clearly just, he's talking wild, and you're yeah. like, oh, my God. Like, yeah. wh- what would you even do? I think my, my, um... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let, I mean, let, let me think head, about that. Like, okay. beat him up. Uh, yeah, right, but... I feel like my reaction to that would be just act as cool as possible. What if what if he did something so blatant that you had to say something? What if he literally in front of your daughter was like, go get me my drink. I told you. Sorry, sorry. She does this all the time. I think that I that's a conversation I will have with my wife and then pull my daughter aside and just give him my advice. 
And then it's up completely up to her to make that decision. You don't think you'd be rude to him? I I think so. But, <laughs> I, but think, I think uh, I know you enough to say you but would. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to okay. be that guy. I don't want to just be like you don't get because she likes him mouth. for a reason. Right. Exactly. There's and your job that is she, to probably figure out what that reason is. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. As opposed to being like to being that guy's like no no he's not it he's loser. not it yeah he's not it. Cause I don't know my, what if he changes? What if he's it? Like what if she's he's gonna treat her the way that I want a man to treat yeah. her? But as a role model, as a dad, you want your wife to find somebody, or your not your wife, your daughter to find somebody like you, right? Because you yes. you want to make sure that your your daughter feels secure enough with you that she wants to find a man like you. Like that's something that Jen told me. It's like I always wanted to find somebody like my dad. Like that's that's pretty deep. Like. I want my daughter to feel the same way. Like I want, I feel like most people feel that way and just are ashamed to admit that, which is kind of cool that Jen mm-hmm. did because you, that, that's, that shows that her, and I don't know her dad very well, but that shows that he was a good role model for her to even feel comfortable saying that. He's my, he's, he's a, he's my, he's a man role he's model He's always been super nice to me. He's does he speak English by the way? He does. He, he don't really speak it that well, but you can tell him anything. He will understand what you're saying. Everyone oh. tells me he doesn't speak English, but when I hang out with them, I'm like, he knows. Yeah, he knows. He <laughs> I feel like, because I'll say something stupid or act dumb, my normal yeah, self, and, and he he'll laughs, laugh, and yeah. I'm like, he gets it. Yeah, he understands pretty much anything you're telling him. I think his shame is just his accent, so he don't want to talk to you back. Obviously, I don't give a fuck about my accent, so I will talk whatever I got to say. It's, yeah. uh, it's in my mind or whatever. Um, But he's actually like a role model. He has taught me so much through his life, you know, that I met him, uh, that he's been in my life. We've been together, me and Jen have been together, what, nine years now or something like that. So ever since day one, like, he's been, he's been a guy that I want to be like. Like, he takes care of his wife. Uh, he He's very handy. Like, I don't think I ever seen him pay anybody to do any job. He's any, like, I got it. Anywhere. Like, <laughs> his truck, his car, his house, whatever the case may be. So I feel like I've learned so much from him. And I feel like my dad knows a lot of that stuff, too. Yeah. But he has never taken the time to show me. You know, and what's well, in there and, and, <laughs> and uh, Jen's dad has. So I, yeah. I will forever be super grateful for that uh, because, you know, to this day, I know, I know a lot that I didn't know before. Thanks to him. Um, I mean, Jen has a great family, even her sister. And, you know, she's, it's like a mom to my kids. Um, her mom is, I mean, my kids love their grandma so much. They want to spend the night over there every freaking night. Um, so I, I'm just super grateful that I have, the family that I have today. Um, I just wish my kid had a closer relationship with my close family, you know, with my mom, with my dad, with my brother. But of course we all. Maybe they will one day. Yeah, I'm hoping so. My brother actually moved closer to us now. Uh, he he um, he got stationed now in uh, Fort Hood. So we should be able to see each other more often now. Um, his kids are the oldest mm. from us. He's the first one to have kids. He has the uh, most knowledge. So he has the most knowledge. Um, well, I'm the oldest of all of us. I gotta tell you, I'm super excited to be here. Yeah. Once, once you text me and say, hey, we got to do it again, I'm like, we have to do it again. Because since that moment to today, man, I'm a different man. I've been through so much. Um, I've learned so much through life. Um, and I always enjoy this time. I feel like it's it's also another counseling section for me. <laughs> um, and for anybody who's listening to this, there's obviously something that, intrigued them to stay on and just listen to the saw conversation. Yeah, we're deep um, in. If someone made it this far, it's because they really invested in the conversation. Right, right. Um, well, let's leave it with this because we're getting close to the end. Um, I'll share a little something and then I'll, I'll ask you a question and then we'll, we'll wrap it up with that. Um, 
and I haven't, I know we kind of dove into a little bit earlier in the, in the podcast, but I have, um, like my brain will remember things in a certain way. And I've recently been reflecting on, um, my wedding day. Um, and, uh, just how like, and you were there. It's like, just like how emotional I was. And I'm not an emotional guy. Like I'm not like, like I'm not very vocal. Like I am, but I'm not. Right. Um, unless you really know me, but I remember feeling this like intense feeling of like it would. And everyone asked me afterwards, like, how does it feel? I didn't feel that different in the sense of my relationship because right. me and Laura have been great for a long time. And mm-hmm. I, I loved her before I loved her after, but I remember feeling this overwhelming feeling of like joy and I can't explain it. And I don't know why. And my cousin jeans me, by the way, uh, my cousin, Monica, I don't know if you remember uh, meeting her. She's actually backpacking right now in Europe somewhere. Oh, wow. Um, I was so glad to, I, I got to catch up with some family members that I hadn't seen in a long time. I was so glad to see her. I was so glad to see a bunch of uh, other family and, and relatives. And she kept telling me, uh, she kind of jeans me a little bit. We were talking beforehand and she asked me, she's like, are you going to cry? And I said, no. Like, and I was like, I didn't even think about it. I yeah. said, no, like probably not. And then I started like being like, all right, like maybe like I'm open to it, but like probably not. Like I, I, I feel like I'm so ready for this. that I can't see a situation where that happens, but I promise you like, and I did it with like a smirk. Sure. Like if I feel it, I'll go for it. And she ended up telling me like, I just love it when guys like, especially like, yeah. like, like uh masculine men, like show their like emotions. And I'm like, all right, well like enjoy that. Yeah. Like you'll probably get Good that thing one. You're not masculine enough. Yeah, good luck. I'm yeah. like, thank God I'm a little bitch. No. <laughs> no. Like I pretty much told her, like it, it, we talked about it for a while and I was like, no, probably not. But like, sure. Like I just like want to go with how I feel. And um, I think she's jinxing man, because I remember like that day and I'll walk you through it. I remember that day waking up and they, uh, me and Laura stayed in separate rooms. So we're at a resort in Cancun and um, we stayed in separate rooms. And for whatever reason, Something happened with the booking and the resort people were calling my room and uh, I didn't want to answer because I was trying to sleep in because we're going on an outing with my family. We we specifically were going to go snorkeling and we're going to take a yacht just so I can get away from the whole resort. That right. way I don't run into lore. Right. So I wanted to sleep in and then get up with exactly enough time to go shower and then meet them at the dock so we can go on this excursion. But the phone kept going off and it was the resort people and I answered it. Uh, pretty much to tell them, like, stop calling me, man. And they were like, hey, man. Um, and uh, hey, man. Like, that's how they talk. <laughs> they were like, um, you need to get out of that room by 12 or by 11. And it was like nine in the morning at this point. And I was like, what do you mean? They're like, well, we have you in a different room. And I was like, no, my wife's in that room. They're like, well, we need you out of this room because we rebooked that room for someone else. And they just, the miscommunication, I was like, well, I can't just go to that room, the other room that's in my name, because my wife's in there, and I'm right. not supposed to see her till the wedding, which is tonight. Mm-hmm. And they were like, yeah, like, so figure it out. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> and and uh, my family's texting, like, we're here at the dock. They're going to board us. Are you coming? And I'll, I just told them, go without me. Like, I, I'm not making it. And I literally packed my stuff up in the room, put in my suitcase, and I just went out to the pool, and I just didn't have a room. And I remember thinking, everyone's on this goddamn excursion. I didn't know where everyone was at. And then I ran into some people that I recognized. And then Raymond was there and Chris Alvarez. And I ran into Lloyd later. And we ended up just putting my stuff in their room. And so I stayed there. Um, so bad start to the day. But I'm already like, all right, I'm getting married tonight, man. Right, right. And I remember feeling that vibe. And I remember um, we, we had some fun there at the pool. And then we go back to his room that I now put my stuff in. And um, I'm getting my tux on. 
and that, I think that was the moment where I realized like, like, God, like I'm about to marry this girl, yeah. you know? And I remember thinking like how amazing it was going to be. And I started reflecting and I kind of disassociated with the moment because we had had some shots and there's music playing and, and everyone's ironing their outfits yeah. and everyone's kind of talking about stuff. And I walked out, I had my drink in my hand and I walked out to the patio and I just stared into the beautiful place where we're at. It was that beautiful. resort was beautiful <laughs> yeah. in Cancun. And, uh, and I just thought like, wow, like this is what a crazy moment. Like I'm about to marry my best friend yeah. and I'm about to like embark on this whole new journey. And it was the first time it really hit me. Right. And I remember thinking like, all right, like this is, keep it together. Will like, this is her day. This yeah. isn't yours. Right. This is ours. Right. And we're good. We took pictures. We had a photographer come and I felt good. I remember feeling like this, this is good. I watch a bunch of movies where the guy freaks out. Good. I remember thinking about what my cousin Monica said. I'm like, I'm good. Felt great. And then they came and they told they they told us we're gonna go there. We go to the venue. Of course, Laura's not there yet. And uh, I'm talking to everyone and they all right, all, right, uh, all the guests come out here. That's where you guys all went out to the seats. Right. Everyone line up here. Laura still wasn't there. Because she's the last one to get there. She's right. I'm not supposed to see her. I haven't right. seen her at all. Mm-hmm. And I remember freaking out a bit. I remember like it all hit me when I was at the front of the line and I was by myself. Um, and I was standing there and I was looking out at the ocean and I was looking out at the people and I turned around and I looked at the party group that was with us and I just felt this overwhelming feeling of like, like, uh, are you the man you think you are? Not, not, not of regret, not of fear, not of anything. And it was just like a moment of like, are you the man you think you are? Are you the man that she thinks you are? Can you live up to these things that you've been living up to this point but like are is this where you are right and i was freaking out i was freaking out my hands shift and i didn't know how to tell people about it and um i'll never forget it my mom walked in because she was um with um laura they were getting ready upstairs and um she walked up and she came up to me and she said how are you doing i said good like putting on this front and she caught on so quick like to the fact that i wasn't doing that great yeah yeah and she she grabbed my arm the way a mom does like around, like just around the bicep. Like, and she was like, Hey, just so you know. And she started telling me some stories about her wedding and just checking in on me. And I just remember this swirly, um, um, feeling of being lightheaded, uh-huh. slowly going away. And I was like, wow, like, I don't know what's going on, but keep talking to me. Like, yeah. <laughs> this is working. and, uh, she was so great. She was so great. And I told her since then, and, and I don't know if I fully expressed that to her, but, she was just like, you're going to be great. I'm so proud of you. I could see the love in her eyes. It just made everything okay. And I, I felt calm. And I was like, yeah. you know what? Like, this is going to be okay. And uh, they do the music. We walk out in the line. I'm the first one up there. I get to watch all the groomsmen come out and, and do their dances and stuff on the floor. And everyone's lining up. And uh, I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm good. My, my mom sits down and everyone's lined up. And then it was the song for the bride. And I remember thinking... We had picked these songs, so I knew the song would come on, right. but it just hit. And then uh, I was like, oh, my God. Like, again, like the same feeling of, like, swirliness. Yeah. And uh, she walked out, man. And, oh, my God, man. I will never forget the way I felt because when she walked out, I lost my already very small breasts. Like, I lost it. And I remember thinking, like, what the fuck? Like, what is like, how are you feeling this right now? Like, yeah. we went through this a million times, Will. I'm having right. that inner dialogue. And she looks so beautiful. A song was just hitting. And I started 
like I cried and thank God most of the people were looking at her. Yeah. Like, cause everyone looks at the bride. And oh, I, remember, I, I remember, at you. <laughs> I remember and I, I talked to a bunch of people afterwards. Like I was watching you, <laughs> but I remember looking at her and then like, I, I remember like just losing it. Like, I, just, Oh my God, I was so overwhelmed. And, uh, and, uh, I remember thinking like, are they all looking at her? You have a moment. Like, Fuck, I didn't even raise. like, I just stop crying. And like, it was so emotional for me. Cause I remember everything yeah. all of our nine years together, all in this moment. And then she walks in looking beautiful. She's just as freaked out as I am. And we're up there on this, on the, uh, at the podium. And, uh, I do my vows first, which I thought that I wrote great vows and I spent a lot of time on them. You know, and they were great, but then there she comes. Yeah, well, well, and they were short, sweet, and very real. And then she had a book, <laughs> and then I held the book, and and her vows were so great. And Dude. I remember getting emotional again. Dude, like I, I wanted to cry with you. I, 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 and what saved me? Not what saved me, but like I remember, like, like looking away to cry real quick, and I actually saw um, someone, and I won't put his name out there just in case. He, I looked out, and I saw him crying. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm not the only dude crying right yeah, now. Yeah. And then uh, I looked. I, it was so hard to lock in on anyone, but I locked on to him and I saw that. And I remember thinking, like, oh, my God. Um, and I looked over at my cousin, the one who I told, like, probably not. And, like, she was just like. She's all bald. She had a look on her. I don't know if she was crying. She probably was. But it wasn't even that. That's not even what I noticed. Yeah. I Like, she just had this, like, like, got, like <laughs> I felt it. Like, fucking knew you were going to cry. Like it was one of those moments. And like, I looked at her, like, I don't think she'll remember that like either. Cause she was so sucked into yeah. the vows, but I looked over and she had for sure watery eyes. Mm. And then I just remember thinking like, God, she got me. Like she jinxed me because I, I, I swore to her I would. And then I yeah. did. Um, and then it was, we did the vows and the wedding was great. Look, and, and wow. Wow. What, a, what an adventure that was. That wedding was beautiful. The whole experience was great. Yeah. Uh, just getting to know some more of your family members, your friends, like just getting along with everybody. Um, even the wedding day, it was just, it was a great weekend. It was just, I mean, everything was just perfect. Perfect to the end. Um, I had such a great time. I haven't had such so much, so much fun in such a long time. Um, just being there, uh, especially with open bar. <laughs> <laughs> that helps out. And that helps out a lot. Uh, I mean, I danced so much. I drank so much. I was laughing so much. Uh, but that wedding day, man, uh, outside of that naked girl at the front. <laughs> That's one of the greatest parts. There was, uh, for the people listening uh, or even watching, there was, uh, at before anyone had come out, there was like these private gazebos. Yeah but we happened to have our wedding in the middle of them. And so there was like a private pool on the balcony yep, of some of the yep, rooms. Yep. And some lady was just topless out there. Yep. And uh, passed out severely sunburned yeah, by the way, passed out. And then her husband came out and threw a blanket <laughs> on her and then dragged her <laughs> into like the patio. And then they both were so drunk. They passed out and that's where they were the whole wedding. Yep. yep. But yeah. Like at one point everyone's like, dude, there's like some topless lady at your yeah, wedding. Yeah. I'm like, oh, what a great story. But just, just that scenery your vows, hers, the whole thing. Uh, so, you know, I'm not like legally married. I call it Jeremiah my wife because we've been together forever. She, yeah. we, we've been engaged forever. Uh, but that made us realize like, this is what we want. Uh, Cause we never knew like, do we want to do the wedding in Puerto Rico? Do we want to do it here? Yeah. And at the end of the day, man, like we got to do whoever shows up, shows up, you know, that's exactly it, what we did. It is what he did. So I, I think that helped us make the decision. Like we got to do this in Puerto Rico. I'm so excited to be at your wedding. I don't even care if I'm like 
part of the wedding. Like if I have any input ever, I don't care. Like just to be there to see you guys like have that moment. Like I'm totally in for that, man. Yeah. And, uh, and I don't say that about a lot of people like that. And hopefully no one else as my friend takes offense to this. There's some people where I'm like, uh, like maybe, maybe one day, but I'm super like excited about, about that, man. I hope, I hope that you invite me. Oh, you, you (laughs) most definitely will be invited. Um, and I appreciate you saying that because, um, of course, you're going to be invited. You and Laura sure. will be invited. Um, and just, I mean, you guys mean so much to us. And just seeing how, how good it was for you guys, that's exactly what we want as well. Um, and, you know, we just we just learned, like, we got to do what we want to do. And the people that are going to show up is the people that want to be there for you. Um, yes, and then you'll find a great balance of the people that didn't, because some of the people that didn't show up actually also really wanted to, and mm-hmm. just life happened. Yeah, some of them didn't really want to, and it made me realize, like, oh shit, like it made me recognize like what lane I'm in with that person. Yeah, yeah. But you guys will go through that too. Yeah. But you're right. Like you can't if you wait for someone, there'll be someone else that yeah. can't. And the timing's never right. Absolutely. You just go for it. Right. Right. Um, let me leave you with this because I know we're getting pretty late in the podcast. We have to wrap it up. I did a great segment with William Benjamin on the last episode. If you haven't watched it yet, go back and watch it. Uh, make sure you subscribe. <laughs> um, but like we we had talked about something, and I'm not bringing this up because it was the last podcast I did. I'm bringing it up because I think you might have a great answer to it or a great response to it. And I want you to really think about this while I'm asking you that, okay? And really, really, really zone in with me real quick. Okay. We had talked on the last podcast about when someone passes away, how impactful that is, and how as human beings we all – really remember that person for their mm-hmm. best qualities right. even though they may have had some bad ones and i talked to him like how do we capture that while we're still alive and i don't know i like to think this podcast is a version of that one day when technology is crazy and they have holograms and 3ds and right. weird things we'll look back and be like man we had these weird ass podcasts yeah and and our children will remember that our our friends our relatives our older relatives same age relatives people will always have this to remember this will live in infamy it's on the internet not yeah. going anywhere. Yeah, yeah. So I always, I asked him on the last episode, and I won't ask you that question um, because there's not really a good answer to that. But I will ask you to go somewhere in your head real quick, if you don't mind. And if this, if we decided, let's treat every person like it was their last day. And uh, and we would all be better people. And we'd all love and, and be understanding and, and just have these moments, right? If you could do that, let's say that, that this was a moment that you look back on, even if it was mine or the last moment with me, what would I have told Will? Whatever it is, I'm not right. wishing bad on anyone. Like what? What do you want people to know about you, Abby, as a human being? What would you want your kids to know about you, and what would you want your wife to know about you and your friends? Who is Abby, um, and what what do you want to be remembered by, yeah, good or bad? That's a great question, man. And I, this is something that I have never really thought about or gave. I guess much thought. So I'm just repeating myself. Sure. But uh, I want people to remember me as somebody that is, has always tried to find a way to be happy. Always has tried to find a way to make other people around me be happy. Um, I never find any, I, I'm one of those guys that don't try to find an excuse, but actually a solution to whatever problem it is. Um, I'm a go-getter. I'm a hustler. I'm a fighter. Um, I came from Puerto Rico to Dallas with like 20 bucks in my pocket. And here I am today, you know, I feel like I have a pretty good lifestyle, you know. Uh, I found a great partner, so I want people to know me as a just as a fighter, man. Like I never, I, I'm never negative. I'm always trying to find the positive side of things, 
I know how to admit when I'm wrong. Uh, my only concern, if I was to die today, coming from my background of being so Christian and like believing in God and all that stuff, it's like, if I die today, I'm not going to heaven. Like, I know that. I'm a mm-hmm. sinner. Um, and, you know, most of us are sinners. Um, and I just want to fix that part of my life. Like, that's one thing that I'm still working on. Like, I want to I want to be, I don't know if the right word is perfect because nobody's perfect, but I just want to be the best version of myself for God. Like, if I die today, I want to be sure that I'm saved and not going to hell based on what they teach you at church, right? What is heaven? What is hell? Who knows, right? You you, you never know. But I want I want to know that if I was, I want to feel like if I was to die today, like I'm saved. And I don't feel that today. I really don't feel that today. Um, so that's one, like I said, just one thing that I'm working on. Um, outside of that, you know, just to answer your question, I just want people to feel like I, I always find a, a reason to be happy. I never find a reason just to be mad or be sad or whatever. Um, I want the best for my family. I want the best for my kids. I want the best for my friends. Like, I I never hate on anybody. Like, I never get what I get because somebody, I saw somebody gain it. I never, I just, I just do what I do because it makes me happy. It makes me a better person. Of what I believe is makes me a better person. Um, I don't, I, I wish you anybody the best. I wish you the best. I wish anybody the best. Just because you got a better car or you got a bigger house than me doesn't make me jealous of you. It makes me happy for you. So I, I want people to know that I'm just that humble person that no matter what happens, I will always find a way to just be me and just be happy. Uh, and, and and that's just who I am. Like, I, I'm just super humble, dude. Like, I'm, I came from nothing. I came from nothing. Literally, like, if you can ask my parents, I, I saw the struggle. I saw how they grew up. I saw how we grew up. Like, we were poor. Uh, my mom to this day, she she hustles so much. So I learned so much from her. The hustle side of me is from my mom. Though the 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 dad side of me, like the the the, the personality I have, is from my dad, right? Because he's always like super goofy, super happy. But in the on, in the reality of things, like we were poor, man. Like sometimes we had nothing, like absolutely nothing to to do or eat, or there's no money or anything like that. Um, but outside of that, nobody could ever tell that we were living that way. Cause I remember how my parents were. So I want to people recognize me like that. Like it doesn't matter if I'm last, I'm down to my last penny. Like I will always have a smile on my face. Like I'll go to sleep with those worries, but my kids will never feel that. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you saying that, man. And I think you have a really, really good shot of being remembered as that. And you look incredibly stupid right now in that outfit. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm sure sure I do as well. I got to say the same thing about you, man. You look great. I hope you wear those shorts again. The shirt you can get rid of. I hope I never wear these shorts ever again. Necklace you can rid of. I mean, you can get rid of. The glasses, I don't think they belong to you. The hat, you should wear it to the next next pool party. I say we Uh, wear this to church one day, me and you. uh, they (laughs) They might kick this out. Either way, man, I'm so glad that you were even willing to do that. I had so much fun picking out these outfits, man, and just like getting on here. Again, every time we do a podcast, we always kind of have an idea of how we think it will go. And every single time I'm done with you, it's gone the complete opposite, opposite. but in a great way. Absolutely. I totally appreciate you being here, and I think that that we should do it again. Let's not wait two years next time. I know. I know. I think pandemic happened, and. You guys move in and no more pandemics, government, please. Yeah, please. Stop that. <laughs> Gas prices are high enough. All right, let's get us out of here so we <laughs> yeah. can hang out. Ladies and gentlemen, Abby, Va- hold on. 
Varkasel. 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 V-Castle. Vendetta Battles. He's so white. Varkasel. There you go. Is that it? All right, we're out, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see you, man. Thank you.